crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second coming. This is a call to arms. Your finest hour won't be wasted, wasted. Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at n8sportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly, we control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online. Sportspage.com. Hour number two of the program, the week one edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. We're doing it live on location, NHTI in Concord, two hours away from tip-off of the fourth annual Coaches for a Cause preseason basketball jamboree put on by NHSportsPage.com. Supports New Horizons for New Hampshire, soup kitchen, food pantry, homeless shelters in Manchester. We've got 12 teams, six games uh, starting at noon, and then one after another all afternoon and into the evening. Uh, we'll start it off with uh, Spalding and Pelham. Then we got Londonderry and Hollis Brookline squaring off. Merrimack will take on Manchester West. We got a Boston team in the Jamboree for the first time, an out-of-state team. New Mission, uh, the city champs from Boston last year. They're going to take on Portsmouth, the Division Two state champs out of New Hampshire. Portsmouth moving up to D1 this year. You got Winnicunna and Lebanon in the fifth game of the day, 6 o'clock start for that one. And then Bedford and Kearsarge will wrap it up, a D1 versus D3 matchup. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley. Justin McIsaac, all here, uh, will be joined on the phone by the Epping coach, Nick Fissette, in just a couple of minutes. But there were some games played last night in D3 and D4 boys basketball, 20 of them to be exact. And we got the scores for each and every one of those games. And here to tell you about it is Dave Haley with the Beals Insurance Scoreboard. Are you ready? The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. I'm still not happy that I had to read this score first. Belmont with a double overtime 60-57 win over my Guilford Golden Eagles. David Hart hit a three-pointer to force overtime for, for Guilford. But Belmont behind Trevor Hunt and Matt Pluskis, 17 points each for those guys. They got a good road win last night. Over Guilford, 60-57 in double overtime. Hopkinton moves to 1-0 and uh, under new coach Steve Singnor. 66-58 win over Mandadnock last night. Uh, Messinic all over Raymond, 75-45 on the road last night. Freshman Trey Shaw led the Vikings with 20 points. Damon Gibson, first-team All-State guard, had 19 points for the Vikings. We're going to go see them Tuesday night uh, when Conant comes to town to take on Messinic, Pete Terrier, and Jennifer Chick will be there on Tuesday night. And I saw a tweet last night from our friend Ben Conant, yeah. uh, who covers yeah. you know those teams out there uh, in the Monadnock region. He claims that's the best rivalry in the state with, like, all caps. Pretty good rivalry. Conant-Mascoma? 
No, Conan Messina. Messina can mean Conan Messina? That's what Ben Conan says. All right, now I'm going to get people really mad at me. One team has to win a lot to have a great rivalry. Yes. Conan has owned them. I mean, Messina's beaten them a couple of times, but I want to say that Messina's maybe 2-16 in their last 18 against Conan. Yeah, and I think it's a tremendous rivalry. Go to look at my phone. Wait Best for, in the state, I'm not so sure. Waiting for Kevin Rines to text me as we speak. But, yeah, no, you have to. It's a good rivalry. It's a very good rivalry. But, but it hasn't. it's been one-sided. No, it's can't. Yankees-Red Sox before 2004. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hammering the nail for a while there. But, no, I mean, it should be a great one. It, it's a fun game, no question about it. Uh, speaking of Conant, 59-47 win over Fall Mountain one night. Uh, last night on opening night, Eric Saucy's team to 1-0 uh, with the win over Fall Mountain. Mascoma with a 73-40 win over White Mountains. Alex Schwartz, my preseason co-player of the year in Division Three, had 26 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. What's up with the co-players of the year? Um, preseason. I don't think that's a cop-out in the middle. Of the, it's a cop-out at the end of the season. It's not a cop-out in the preseason to have two. Neither one of those guys stand above the other because you have to go on what you did last year. Schwartz did more last year than Taylor Matos did. Yeah, absolutely. But Taylor Matos is pretty damn good. So, I mean, I, you know, I think you got to go that way. And Trey Carrier and Logan Briggs, the same thing. You know, Briggs showed you last night. I think he had about 10 well, He did it twice. So you did two previews and you booked the co-players of the year twice. So that's what, that's what made me kind of question you. Well, D2, it's going to be K.J. Matty. So there you go. There won't be any co's. So uh, Interlakes with an 88-51 win over Sanborn last night. Uh, Zach Swanson and Ryan Kelly had 22 points. A little birdie told me. Landed, landed on... You turn Sorry, me that was him. I was, Justin's over there messing with the mic. So. You're like a gorilla hopping around for crying out loud. Jesus. Announce my presence with authority. Rochester is in the house. Yeah. Uh, a little birdie told me that uh, uh, there were a couple of kids that were not happy about where I put him on Allstate. And my answer to them is, okay, then go do it. So uh, maybe Zach Swanson might have been one of them. But he had a big night last night, 22 points. Ryan Kelly with 22 as well. Interlakes is going to be, that's the team we're going to get out and see a few times this year. 88 51 win over Sanborn. Winnesquam gets a good road win last night over Laconia, 44-41. Thomas Marchese. Uh, I miss Marchese. I think it was more fun to call him Marchese. No? No. Or maybe more fun for me. Only. Maybe for you, yeah. yeah Marchese is fun to say. <laughs> yeah, really is. And Marchese was a fun game to just, play. Just maybe he's not pronouncing it correctly. Just, is that possible, right? Yeah, I mean... He, the whole family should consider changing it. Just don't say no. Just think about it. Yeah, think about it. Don't yeah. don't, don't come to me today and say I'm, we're not Marchese. Don't say no right away. Just take a breath. Take yeah. a walk. Beautiful campus, 250 acres. Walk around, think about it, and then come back to me and say, yeah, I think I could stick with my I'm not walking with that. I got some, uh, some confirmation from one Rob Fossey. Summersworth did indeed go to Berlin last night with 75 44. They held Elder Evan Arsenal to nine points last night. So the Hilltoppers might be uh, <clears throat> something to see. McIsaac, I think, just yeah. said something in the background. Newport with a 43-30 win over Newfound last night. The middle of the the win, the battle of news. Uh, Division four last night, a game that we covered uh, <laughs> on NA Sports page. Uh, Littleton with a 65-54 win over his Pete's just absolutely trying to kill me here. But with a 65-54 win. Over Epping, all the highlights are on nhsportspage.com. Uh, Logan Briggs, 15 points, 10 rebounds, probably had eight blocks. Gabe Anon had another really good game, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Danny Kubkowski uh, had a really good game as a freshman. Uh, Cy Kazarian, I think, had 14. Uh, and a good win. They were down seven uh, to Epping and made a run late. Really kind of took over that game. Sloppy at times by both teams, but I think both these teams are going to be good. Jackson River, 17. Doug Nadu, 14 for Epping. We're going to talk to Nick Fassett in a second. Uh, Groveton. 
with a 66-44 win over PCA last night. Corey Gadwa, 15. Dagan Lurvey, 14. Isaiah Stone with 12. Pete's looking at me right now going, how do you know this, Dave? You're not looking at anything? Because I just no, read I know the you. email from I know Collins. you. You retain this stuff. Thank you. Got a good win last night. My preseason number one, Groveton Eagles, 66-44. I did have one person try to talk me out of it, and it was Mark Collins. And oh, by the way, we should announce right now, every guest on this year's program is possibility of being bumped if Mark Collins ever says I'm coming on the show today. So I think all these guests understand it. Nate Camp got in on it. He's just going to wake up some Saturday morning and say, and you know say, what, I finally want to be on that he's, show. He's never going to do it. So cancel Nick, your guests. never going to do it. So Nick Fassett might be on the show in five minutes. He might not. It depends if Mark Collins calls me right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> You're getting bumped now. The Lisbon Panthers, America's team, with a 46-45 win over Sunapee. Austin Burt at the buzzer and wearing a Lisbon Panther sweatshirt, Justin McIsaac. i got to tell you, it's going to be very difficult for me when Lisbon faces Farmington in the Division Four finals <laughs> at Plymouth State. Uh, my heart's going to be... What Division Final? My Division be? Four. Oh, okay. Might literally be torn in half when I, when I have to choose between Adam Thurston and Sam Natty. I, I, as I told Sam, we've already had this discussion. I was his first, so I don't know. I don't know, Thurston. I've got some really good news for you. I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. But good win last night. We'll see. For Lisbon, who is 1-0, and and for about an hour there, had the best record in the state of New Hampshire in boys basketball. Because they started, what, at yeah, 6 or right, something? 5.30. Josh Woods with 23 points last night. Uh, he had some freshmen, 8th graders step up. Uh, so good win for Sam Natty and those guys. Uh, also on the scoreboard, uh, Newmarket with an 83 55 win uh, over profile. Anthony Sensenbaugh with 29 points. There's 27-7 after the first quarter. Newmarket rolling over profile last night. Newmarket's going to be pretty good. they got good size over there. Pittsfield with a 76-20 win over Pittsburgh Canyon. Justin McIsaac, if I can pull you in and ask you. Mm. As you know, I don't really follow sports. I'm just sort of, I want to be able to talk to people at the water cooler. I'm lonely and I'd like to make friends. You are lonely. Is 40 points in a high school game good by Cam Dara? Especially it's, when the other team only scored 20. It's, it's not bad. I don't, I'm not sure it's good, but I know it's not bad. It sounds good. It's a, it sounds good. I'm not, I'd have to see. What did he go? 40 for 40 at the foul line. How's eight, <laughs> how's eight three-pointers? It, it's, In I mean, three quarters of play. Three quarters of play. It, that sounds pretty sounds a, a, effective usage rate. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure I don't sound silly when I'm talking to people in the <laughs> office on Monday. 76-20 win over Pittsburgh Canaan. Uh, Moultonboro with a 51-48 win over Newt. Scott Courier, one of my favorite coaches. Uh, Joey McClay's three-pointer at, at the buzzer wins it. For Matt Swedberg's team, who was here lurking earlier. I don't know where Matt Swedberg went, though. Uh, probably listening to our show in the car, right? Uh, Farmington, Justin McIsaac's Farmington Tigers That's with right. a 55-44 win. Kyle Rideout, the big center for Hinsdale, may be out for the season until late January, so that's big news. But Adam Thurston's team gets their first win in D4. Chris Demers with 16 points. We're going to get out to see Farmington. And as we noted earlier in the program in July, Adam Thurston did pin Justin McIsaac and was counted out by Nate Camp. I don't feel that was an official bout. And uh, by the way, Tuesday, Newmarket Farmington, MOSN. Be there, aloha. Okay, there you go. ML yeah, you should be listening to these games live on McIsaac on Sports. Even when you're in another gym, watch a game live and then have your headphones yeah. on with one earbud in and you can listen to McIsaac someplace else. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Pete Terry and uh, no, so that my focus is on this. So Colbrook with an 81-28 win over Conquer Christian last night. Jose Alvarado had 14 steals. That's unofficial because I just made it up. I'm just going to assume. Gary Field with a 71-30 <laughs> win over Gorham. Uh, Bryson, uh, 
Bryson Raymond, not Raymond Bryson. Bryson Raymond scored 22. Sorry, my bad. That's 30. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got that off the union leader. <laughs> yes, well, I go. did. That I was, did. I believe that. I did. 100% I believe that. It's your first mistake. Uh, 20, 22 of the 30. Lance Legere, my buddy, with eight points for Gorm. Uh, good win for them. Sam Anderson and Jeff Pratt each had 16 points for Derry Field. is going to be good again. Andrew Duball with 10. And finally, Mount Royal. Break it. You know what? I'm angry that Mount Royal's in Division Four. They should be in D1. 46-42 win over Linwood. Their first win ever as a varsity program. Private I don't school. think it's fair. It's a private school. Get them up there. It's like BG. Who's the coach over there? Matt Regan? Is that? Is he at Mount Royal? Dude, we're going to hang a banner at Mount Royal. The guy's Mount like, Royal. <laughs> if Regan were to coach Mount Andy Royal. Andy and Alex Norman was 16. That's Mount Royal. All right, let's bring on our guest who's been patiently waiting. And good thing he was waiting to me, yeah. with his, his own division scoreboard, uh, Epping, the Blue Devils, uh, Hosting Littleton, the defending champs in D4 last night in Epping. Uh, Littleton gets the victory over Epping. Here to talk about it is uh, the new coach of Epping, Nick Fassett. Coach Fassett, thanks for waiting through that scoreboard. I hope it was entertaining for you, and thanks for joining us on the program this morning. Oh, no problem. I appreciate being on. I, I appreciate you guys coming down last night. and The, the, the scoreboard's always entertaining the second time around. <laughs> <laughs> It gets a little, yeah, sometimes we add things. You know what's fun for me is when I make up statistics, like Jose Alvarado had 14 steals. Did you notice, Nick, that earlier in the hour he had 12 steals? So somehow yeah, he yeah, got two well, more steals. I'm sure he appreciates you adding two. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about last night at the end of that game. Um, your kids played very hard, and you got a lot of new guys in, in big roles there, the Bullock brothers. and uh, But talk about the end of that game and what you saw. I, one comment you made to me after the game, you said, you know, Littleton – Look like kids who had been in championship games. They were calm. They, they executed well at the end of the game. What did you see at the end uh, for a really good game on opening night against the defending champs? Yeah, I mean, I think for us it, it was certainly a game of runs, and, and I think Coach Howard uh, felt the same way. I mean, we didn't have a great start, and we sort of won the, the middle of the game, if you will, and until about five minutes left in the game, you know, we had a seven-point lead there, and you really need to manage those situations uh, against a team like that who obviously hasn't lost in a long time and they're used to playing in pressure situations and, and they really didn't get phased by being down. You know, they handled the situation and you know, we were trying to do that and, you know, you you get to a, a point there where you just got to play smart and I think when they made their run at us at the end, which we knew they were going to do, we just didn't handle it the way we should have. I mean, we were 14 for 31 from the free throw line, so... At the end of the day, that's you know, it really wasn't an eleven point loss. It was a it was a two to three point game the whole way and when you miss sixteen free throws, that's gonna come back and hurt you. So Nick, uh, your first year uh taking over from Sean Young, who's now the head coach at uh Great Bay Community College out on the seacoast. Tell us about your background, where you came from and uh you know, what your philosophy is. I know Sean likes to, to, to get the ball up and down the court, a lot of three-pointers. He's a high-energy guy, to say the least. But yeah, he's high-energy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got some big shoes to fill with him, at least uh, when it comes to talking. Well, I, I will never be able to fill his talking shoes. Um, but, he's no. been, he, you know, I talk to him often. He's been a great resource for me with these guys. I mean, he's obviously has such a history there. And, you know, for me, I, I came from Timberland. That's where I went to school, uh, my alma mater. And I, I was coaching there for seven years. Uh, Jeff Bowman was the head coach at Timberland. I mean, he's done such a great job at, at rebuilding that program. And it, it really took us a long time to try to do that. There's so many people there that 
really <clears throat> put in a lot of effort to try to rebuild that program from where it was to, to back to respectability. And so for me to, to leave, it had to be the right place. And, and Epping was just one of those opportunities that, you know, I had to jump at. It's close to where I live. It's a good program. There's still talent there. Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting Sean to leave. So when he did, you know, that was an opportunity you had to jump at. And um, my philosophy sort of with these guys is when I looked at them, I thought, man, they can really score the basketball. But I don't know if they're defending much. And, you know, I came from Timberlane where we didn't score the basketball well and we had to defend <laughs> if we were going to win any games. So the first thing I did with Rivers and Bullock and, both of them, the two brothers and some of the other leaders there, would say, hey, we got to play some defense because if we don't get any stops, it's not going to make a difference how many points we score. And we did that pretty well last night for the most part till the end. So I think they've bought into that and they realize that the defense is where we're going to have to, to make our identity and that's what's going to help us get where we're trying to go. What, what's your first impressions or what have been your first impressions of Division Four and, you know, the coaches? And the great thing about Division Four is – it's a lot like D1 in that you have a lot of veteran coaches. You just went up against one last night, you know, yeah. who've been there a long time. Trevor Howard's going to be there in 10 years, you know what I mean? And, sure. And so you got a lot of really, really good coaches. Um, you know, what, what were your impressions kind of going through the division when you became a new coach there? Well, I, I mean, I think the first thing I did, and, and you know, I'm a fan of basketball, so I, I was aware of, of obviously some, some coaches and some players in the lower leagues, even though I came from Division One and Division Two, but... There's great coaches. I, I think the difference that I've seen so far in Division Four is that the, maybe the depth of each team probably isn't as deep as it is in Division One or Division Two. Even, I mean, we were in Division One and we play, you know, Central. They're running out twelve guys that can, you know, probably start on most every other team in the state. So, when you get to Division Four, every team's pretty much got a guy, you know, and that's yeah. the guy you have to focus on and. But the coaching is, is just as good as it is anywhere. Um, and probably when you have less quote-unquote talent, you have to have that coaching sort of to, to coach up some guys that aren't as talented as some other guys. So, I mean, you know, I knew last night. I said to my AD when the schedule came out, thanks for letting me wade into the pool. <laughs> he just yeah. threw us right in the deep end with Littleton. Um, but, you know, they... they came out and you could see they're well coached they're well well coached in the fundamentals and they run their system and they knew what they were doing and, and they handled the end of the game well so i expect to see that you know in a lot of different games i mean i know who the names are and who the programs are that are that are the ones you have to watch for that are that are um you know the the standard in the league so you know i'm expecting to see that every time we take the floor what do you what do you want out of you know i'm asking you now after your first game and if you could fast forward to the end of the season, what do you want out of Jackson Rivers this season? What do you want for the, for that kid who's obviously your best player well, I, and one of the best I players? I, in that you know, I said to you before for the preview that, that he's got first team All State potential. He's got Player of the Year potential. I mean, he's our best player, and he's our leader, and he's our hardest worker, which is what you need from your best player. When your best player is your hardest worker, that that really allows everyone else to say, "Okay, this is the level I have to work at." And he's one of those guys that you know he's always trying to improve. Um, he doesn't rest, rest on his laurels. He doesn't say this is good enough for me and this is good enough for us. He's always trying to get better at something. I think what we need from him is to really be on the floor a lot. You know, he has a, a, a penchant for he's very aggressive, and that can get him into some trouble when he's trying to block everything off the backboard or trying to block every shot in front of him. And we've spent the whole summer and a preseason 
in the beginning of this season at working at, you know, what's a good foul and where and what's not a good foul. And sometimes that layup isn't as important as you getting a third foul in the first half. So we can allow that layup because we need you later in the game. So, you know, he's cognizant of that, and he's really worked at trying to become um, not so much a dominant defensive player but a more effective defensive player. I'm looking at your schedule because it, it just got up a couple of days ago. We're kind of frantic over at our site, like getting all the schedules up to date and so forth. And uh, But you've got Portsmouth Christian coming up, and then Wilton Lineborough, and then at Pittsfield. So, and that's all before Christmas. So, uh, get ready, buddy. It's going to yeah, get going. Yeah, pretty, I mean, like, like I said, <laughs> the right in the deep end right off the bat. But the, all, the, all the teams are top eight. That's, you know, really a mechanism for us to gauge where we're at and, and to be ready to go right from the tip. You know, let's not just uh, kind of try to walk into this year and get, you know, we've got to be ready to go right from the bat. So that kind of gave us a, a motivation right off the very start to be trying to get to our peak right away and be ready to go as opposed to just, you know, trying to work up to a thing. Um, so, yeah, they were very excited for last night. They obviously knew Littleton's reputation and, and what kind of year they had last year, and I thought they gave a, you know, a tremendous effort, and, and we kind of had it. And we already had our practice this morning where we came in and said, okay, you know, to, to steal a Belichick quote, you know, we're on to PCA. That wasn't what we wanted last night, but let's realize what our mistakes were and what we need to correct, and we got on that right away. And, you know, we'll come out Wednesday ready to go, put this one behind us, and, and try to move on. But... You know, and someone like Jackson, he knows, you know, hey, next Friday he's we got Wilton and Carrier's going to be there. And, you know, every team's got a guy. And, and I told him, you know, for us, when teams look at us, you're that, that guy that they're worried about. Right. So you've got to be ready for that challenge every night. And, and I think our guys will be ready to do that. Nick Fassett from Epping uh, is with us, uh, new coach taking over. Uh, for Sean Young, who moved on to Great Bay, uh, his team loses to the defending champs in D4 Littleton last night, 65-54 in Epping. Coach, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about Timberlane, your experience there, and that long losing streak. Uh, we were there the night in Keene when you snapped that, what, 88-game losing streak? Yeah. That was four 81, straight. 81. 81. Okay, well, I've seen, like, 81 and 88 because they counted Christmas tournaments, so it's officially yeah. 81, all right? Yeah, what the heck was that evil. like? I mean, that's that's a long time, four years basically of losing. It. How did you guys keep the kids interested, invested, and involved? Well, I think um, you know it was obviously a very long time, but like I said, Coach Bowman, he took over the program sort of in the middle of that losing streak, and and I, really a lot of the credit, uh, almost all of it, really goes to him. I mean, he he's in the school and. and his work with those kids that did just hey we got to work at the fundamentals we got to get better at this we got to get better at this and and you can't necessarily look at the scoreboard every single time you lose i mean we had we had some close games too that that streak really could have got broken a lot earlier than it did but we just had a group of kids that weren't you know really ready to make the plays that needed to be made at certain times that would have broke that streak we had a game Against Manchester Memorial, I think his first year that, I mean, we said at the time we, we kind of gave it away at the end, but it would have been the biggest upset in state history. I mean, that group was a really good team, and, and ours wasn't nearly as talented, but had a chance to win it, and it just didn't happen. So, um, 
Yeah, there was a group that that group last year: Jason Hughes, Chad Ripley, uh, Cam Donnelly the year before him. That, those kids that came in really kind of changed the whole environment and, and changed the atmosphere of the program because those kids were just winners. I mean, I can't say enough about Jason Hughes, what type of kid he is, Chad Ripley, what type mm. of kid he is, and and those guys changed the whole outlook. And after that, you know. There's a big network at Timberland because they, they have a, a good history from years ago when they were in Class I, when I was in school there. And there's just so many people at that school that were working to kind of change the whole losing streak. I mean, we got so tired of hearing about it. And, you know, there's Kevin Fitzgerald is a football coach. If you ask me, he's really a basketball guy at heart. The work he does behind the scenes. Jamie Fish, who's the baseball coach, the work he does behind the scenes with the basketball program. And, I mean, everybody knows that Timberlane wrestling is sort of the, the dynasty of all dynasties in New Hampshire sports. Coach Shuljan did more work and, and was more available to us for just discussions about sort of coaching philosophy and how to get your kids ready for the moment and all that sort of stuff that's not even basketball related that helped us in certain situations. So it, it really took a big kind of school-wide effort within the coaching staffs of, of the whole program, the whole athletic program to kind of change it. But you know, like I said, Coach Bowman, the, the dedication he has to that program and, and kind of under the radar, too, because it's not a name you hear a lot, you know. But if you talk to coaches in Division One, and Division II, it was their sort of affinity for how he's redone that program is pretty well known. That was a, That's one thing I remember about that night is how on Twitter – and people texting me were really happy for you guys. And I remember Dave Keefe earlier that year saying, those kids play hard, you know, they're playing, they're going to beat somebody, they're going to beat somebody. And, yeah. you know, well, that, and, it, it, and that's you know. sort of, you know, those kids and, and what Coach Bowman kind of instilled in those kids about how you have to play to have success and how it will eventually pay off was, you know, it kind of became a running joke at the end of every game. Hey, you guys play hard. Yeah, yeah, we know we play hard. But, you know, at some point you're trying to end this thing. Yeah. Um, so the you know the highlight of that night was actually the snowstorm driving back from Keene. I don't even think we almost made it home. But what? Pete, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember a snowstorm that night. Uh, it was an, it was a long bus ride back. It was a big ice icy long way home. But we were pretty every, happy every to go home and from- win. Well, before we let you go, I just wanted to thank you um, for being, uh, you know, I thank all the coaches that do this because, frankly, it's how we survive, but being a gold-level supporter of our website. And uh, you get to watch the Epping Littleton full-game videos. The first one you yeah, get is a gold-level uh, yeah, There'll be some sections I'll like a lot more, but uh, yeah. you know, I appreciate what you guys do. I mean, the, the, uh, the availability, availability of those videos as far as, as just scouting purposes, and I don't even, I think... Uh, some of those Division four schools are in southern Canada, so I, I'll be scouting <laughs> off your videos than I will in person. <laughs> well, Dave's looking forward to his annual trip up to uh, Colbrook. It's Groveton this oh, year. Oh, it's Groveton oh, this yeah. year. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. So it's, it's Super Bowl weekend, right? Every weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, it's Super Bowl weekend. I've I got to get McIsaac up there. As we like to say, uh, when the game ends, that's when the game really begins. <laughs> in the country. Any comments, Justin? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations uh, on the start of the season, and uh, and we'll we'll be following the Blue Devils down the line. Yeah, Last year, you guys were in this event. You, it was the Salem Blue Devils against the Epping Blue Devils. Yeah, no, yeah, that, well, I think that was the first game last year. I would have liked to have been in it again, but, you know, the schedule is the way the schedule is. Well, we appreciate the time, and uh, we look forward to seeing your team throughout right, the course thanks, of the season. 
All right, Nick Passett uh, from the Epping Blue Devils joining us on the line. We've got to take a timeout. We've got another half hour to go here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. We'll start to look at some of these matchups and some of the storylines yeah. in New Hampshire High School basketball over the course of the year. Pete Terrier along with Dave Haley. Justin McIsaac is here as well getting set for Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, the fourth annual event. It's at NHTI in Concord, just five bucks gets you in the door and you can see not one not two not three not four but f- six games not five six basketball games for five bucks you can obviously stay for one game whatever game you're interested in Spalding Pelham at noon London Dallas Brookline 130 Merrimack Manchester West at three you got 430 tip Portsmouth a new mission out of Boston Massachusetts then you got Winnicott and Lebanon at six in Bedford and Kearsarge will uh, wrap things up at 730 tonight Take a quick time out. More of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show coming up next on ESPN New Hampshire and NHL. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, the first show of the season, and we're taking the show on the road today, NHTI in Concord, the site of the fourth annual Coaches for a Cause preseason jamboree to support New Horizons for New Hampshire, the soup kitchen, food pantry, homeless shelters. That place was buzzing last night with the real cold temperatures that uh, rolled in. Oh, man, it's freezing out. Really cold stretch. Yeah. John, really cold stretch. John, we walked into Epping. John Kesty looked at me. He goes, warm gymnasium, yeah. my friend. I'm like, very yeah. excited about oh, that. Yeah. And I guess big snowstorm uh, on the way uh, tomorrow night. Oh, we did? Sunday night oh, into Monday. Know. So my kids didn't have school uh, in the Goffstown district on f- yesterday because of parent-teacher conference. Uh, and I was telling my son, chances are you're going to have another long weekend like we had for Thanksgiving. He must have been very upset. Yeah, he's well, he's kind of banking on the, the, the no school Yeah, day, that's dangerous. The snow day. I know it is dangerous, but I feel pretty confident about it. Uh, we got six games coming up uh, starting about an hour and a half from now. Spalding, Pelham, Londonderry, Hollis, Brookline, Merrimack against Manchester West. Portsmouth will take on New Mission out of Boston, Mass. And then Winnicunit, Lebanon, and Bedford and Kearsarge will round things out. We should be done here at about 9 o'clock tonight. So you look at 10 hours of basketball. Brad, uh, Brad, six games. Brad Zapanis, who's doing that last game. Um, it was his birthday yesterday. Or the oh, day yeah. Before. It was also another guy who supports our website. So, you know, I'm excited to see Brad today. But he, McIsaac, and I, and Danny Bryson will be at Buffalo Wild Wings at 9.30. You are more than invited, Pete Terry, to come down the road and come. I got to work tonight. My, my, my real job. <laughs> are you serious? I got to leave at like 8.15. Is Buffalo Wild Wings coming over here yes. with stuff for people? Yep. yep. So they're going to have the mascot here. They're going to have some coupons and stuff it's like that. Buffalo- like a buffalo mascot? Yeah, yes, it is. It is a, a buffalo. I don't know what his name is. I was joking. But, uh, or maybe I wasn't. But they will be here today, uh, find sponsors of this event. Uh, one of great sponsors of high school sports, yeah. And, and another person who is a behind-the-scenes guy, and I had to, like, pull teeth to get him to come on the air with us, Kevin Bonney who was uh, one of the organizers of this event and really is the guy that does all the He's work. He's the rock. He does all the work. <laughs> Me and Dave, we just kind of help promote this thing, but Kevin Bonney joins us. Kevin now, an assistant coach. He's got the central little green warm-up jersey on. Looks you look good, good right? in green assistant and white. Assistant coach. Green, right? You and look good. Dave, Dave, Dave Keefe has an all-star staff over there. He's got Rich Otis over there and Kevin Bonney. My God. Yeah. Man, well, so Kevin, so, so wanted to bring you on because you do a lot of the behind-the-scenes work. I got this nice 
program here that people are going to get when they walk in. It has all the rosters from all 12 teams. It tells about what's going on. It has a schedule on there. How much work is it for you to put something like this together? Because I know dealing with basketball coaches, and I deal with them, sometimes you you know you need a little information or a phone call back. It's not the easiest thing in the world. No, really? But you have been able to herd cats well enough to make this happen and uh, have a nice program for us and have a real great event. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have uh, the supporting cast that I have. I mean, uh, between my sister Karen, who helps, uh, she's really the one that puts this program together for me. And uh, I've got family, friends, um, friends from 30 years ago that uh, I still keep in touch with that uh, come to this event and work the gate and uh, also the 50-50 raffle. So, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of people donating their time. Uh, fellow coaches that I coached with, you know, doing the uh, the book during the games, and then also the scores. So it's really uh, a team effort as far as for us to, to be able to do that. I, yeah, I want to say, and, and we're going to note this throughout the afternoon with McIsaac. Um, the officials all do- donate their time today. All the basketball officials um, that are coming in today, and we we can't thank them enough. I mean, truly, they do this. Because they love the event and they love kind of the exposure and kind of, you know, have, you know, their preseason in front of a crowd. But they also do it because it's such a good cause and, and we can't thank them enough. So yeah, uh, they, Steve they, Rossetti and, yeah. and, and Will Henderson and the whole crew over there. So we can't thank them enough. Yeah, they, they have been absolutely huge for this event. I mean, for them to do that for us, uh, to donate that time is just um, words can't express how much of uh, – what that means to us um, to be able to have them uh, be able to donate that time. Um, I think it also gives them an opportunity to uh, work some of the three-man uh, officials as well uh, as far as uh, for tournament time. So it gives them kind of uh, some work as well. But, yeah, I, there's just so many people, and, I, and uh, I, I'm probably missing somebody. And uh, But, yeah, they're, they're a huge part of it. Um, and then also just um, New Horizons as far as the work that they've um been doing for us as far as promoting the event as well. Uh, they do um, a lot of press releases. Uh, we've actually done tours with some of the kids going to the shelter to see really what this tournament, uh, this jamboree is all about. Um, and it gives the kids an understanding as far as what uh, this is, uh, event is all about in the sense that, you know, they see families at these shelters that um, they don't know where the next meal is coming from. So for them to um, go through that, and I, I recall a conversation I had with my nephew who uh, went through that tour, and um, it opened his eyes as far as t- uh, to make him understand how appreciative it is, he is of his parents and what uh, they do for, for him. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, if there's any misconception out there of how easy it can be to end up in a situation where you need the help of, of those great people, I, you know, I was in IT for a long time before... You know, I was able to kind of turn this into something that I can do, whether it be fundraising or whatnot. And I got laid off four or five times. And it wasn't because I wasn't showing up to work. And it wasn't because I wasn't doing a good job. It was because some CEO in the Hampton says we need to cut to 30%. And the point is this. Many times in my life, if I didn't have my family, I could have been in that same situation. You know what I mean? And and, and some people don't have the family or, or the means. And so, to you know, when you do the tour and the three of us have gone over there together, you know, Pete, Kevin, and I, you know, and, and I always say this, I always go back to this, what broke my heart is when I saw it said children's table, and I thought, wow, those little kids are just sitting there, and 
it breaks your heart. So yeah, to just definitely. and back to the officials real quick. If the officials were paid what they usually are, that would all come away from what goes to charity. And so it's amazing that they do that. It's such a huge part. And I appreciate yeah, no, it so Steve, much. Steve does a great job with that and uh, organizing that for us. And again, it just so Keith many. Keith Maddie's things. wife, Dennis yep. Wardway, other yep. people Chris, have done it. Chris Steve donates Rossetti. her time yep. as well. As far as um, uh, she's a certified trainer, she'll be here today. As far as to watch over the games, as well as the. Uh, even the athletic trainers for the schools donating their time as well. Um, you know, so there's a lot of people involved in uh, making this happen. And then to have it, um, I, I think it's kind of neat to have it at a different venue um, as far as to be able to uh, allow people to see different. Uh, I mean, yeah. For them to come to the NHTI, I think, is a huge thing for, um, for them in the sense, like Paul was talking about earlier, that, you know, not many people know about NHTI. And this is an opportunity for some of their uh, these kids to um, take a take a look at this campus. It's a beautiful campus, oh, yeah. great uh, amenities here, and it allows the kids to really take a serious look at uh, maybe uh, going to college here. Well, interestingly enough, um, one of the players who was a part of this tournament when he was at Manchester West High School last year, Joe Simpson, out there in the NHTI uh, Lynx jersey wearing number three now, he now goes to NHTI and is a good player for Paul Hogan's basketball team. And during one of the breaks, I think in between hours of the show, Joe came up and shook my hand and we talked. He's high on West chances in Division yep. Two. He is. He likes them. You he know, likes them Burpee. He says, watch out for Burpee. And Burpee's been a kid that has been playing since his freshman year. Burpee uh, is now a senior. Um, but there's another kid here who played New Hampshire High School basketball, Andrew Cash, who was uh, at Mascoma and a kid that we covered for, for, for a few years. So it's nice seeing these kids make the move to the next level. I mean, not everybody's going to be a Wenyan Gabriel and be playing for Kentucky, but there's New Hampshire kids all over the, the nation well, playing on college teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jen did such a great job with the Jamboree video, three-minute Jamboree video, and you see Eric Gendron, who's now a trainee. You see Carmen G.M. Truzzi, who's yep. playing baseball at BC. Wenyan's on there. Wenyan didn't play in that Pembroke game um, because he was injured. But yep. um, And then you have um, you know uh, uh, Pat Welch. I mean, you got a lot of these kids, Dominic Timbus, kids that were, were really are fit. Brad Rhodes, you know, who's playing college football. You know, it's great seeing those kids mean a lot to us, you know what I mean, and we consider them friends. So it's, it's fun, you know, it's, it's a great tradition uh, year after year. And the, the vibe today is, you know, it's so fun. I mean, it's just a bunch of coaches here and a bunch of players come in, and, um, you know, I, it's just fun seeing everybody. I don't know. It's like old home day for me or something like that. And <laughs> well, it was funny. I didn't say it to Nate Camp, but you know how many D3 coaches are coming at 730 <laughs> to watch Kearsaw? I bet. <laughs> so, I mean, they're coming to scout them. I bet. So it's a lot of fun. You know, I know Dave Keefe, who is a good friend of mine, who I haven't gotten to see lately. I've texted with him. But I'm going to be looking forward to seeing Dave again, obviously at Manchester Central now. But, uh, yeah, Mikey's patting his chest. But it, it's a great vibe. And if you're a New Hampshire basketball person, I don't know how you wouldn't want to be here. You know, it's great all day. Let's talk about Central. I mean, Dave Keefe taking over for Doc Wheeler, who has stepped down, coming off a championship. A lot of graduation losses. The big three, of course, Jalen Leroy, Evan McDonald, John McCorry all graduated. you got a young team coming back. I know it's only been, what, a week, maybe two weeks? No, this is a... So you started on Monday? Yeah, we started on Monday with uh, three days of tryouts. We we had a practice Thursday and then a uh, scrimmage against Lebanon uh, last night. And uh, the kids have been great. You know, they uh, they're working hard. Uh, I think, like you, you hit on it. Their uh, their experience. Um, you know, losing so many guys from last year's team, these guys are gonna have to step up. So it'll be interesting to see 
how that you know evolves. There, we've got a lot of kids that can play, and um, you know it'll be interesting to see who who steps up into those roles. I'll be there opening night next That's Friday. Right. Next yeah. Friday. Is, yeah. is it at Portsmouth? Yeah, oh, yeah. Portsmouth. Jen, yeah. Jen Chick and I will be there. You're not kidding me. I, how often do you have two defending champions playing each other on opening night? It doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So. That'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting night for sure. And the kid that I was I was asking you about, Antoine Rivera. Antoine, yeah, yeah, yeah Antoine, a little kid, point guard, point guard yeah, yeah, very quick, athletic. Um, going to be relying on him to um, run the point for us, uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Again, like I said, as far as how these guys come together, because last year, you know, you had the big three for them, and um, you know they they were kind of the focus um, uh, on the floor, and understandably with the success that they had with that. And, you know, these guys are now going to have to step up and take these roles now. So, again, like I said, it's going to be um, interesting to see which ones come up and, you know, who comes to play. All right, that's Kevin Bonney, now an assistant coach with Manchester Central under Dave Keefe. And, uh, obviously, a guy that has done a ton of work in the four years we've been doing this, Coaches for a Cause Jamboree. Kevin, we really appreciate you breaking the silence and coming on here. Yes, yes, Going public and... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's been a while. I remember when you were coaching at Alvern, we used to have you on the show. Yep. I don't think Dave was doing the show with me back then. How long has it been since you've been a head coach? Jeez. Uh, I, I want to say it's been about five, six years. Wow. Yeah. How time and flies. Caleb Donnelly, yeah. 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 I remember Final Four, yeah, against Trinity, yeah. Now, is Caleb Donnelly still at Northeastern? No, he uh, just graduated um, last uh, last year. Uh, they had another nice season. Um, was able to go down and uh, watch him play against Michigan State at uh, Northeastern. So uh, John Fisher and Seth Garen and I uh, took a ride down, and uh, it was fun to watch. It was a great atmosphere, and he he did really well for himself. I tell you, the, the the kid just worked. Yeah, I'd never seen a kid that worked as hard as he did, and it really paid off. And we got uh, Tyler Livingston too. Yeah, uh, playing UMass Lowell, right? Yeah. UMass Lowell yeah. and. Yeah, there's a yeah a lot of great kids that have uh, come through there, and uh, really fortunate enough to to uh, to uh, play with them. All right, got to take a time out here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, live on location, NHTI in Concord. Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, tipping off at twelve noon. Six games, back to back to back. Five dollars gets you in for one or all of the games, and you're going to help a good cause, New Horizons for New Hampshire. The show coming to you live on ESPN New Hampshire and nhsportspage.com. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Final segment of the first New Hampshire High School Hoop Show of the season live on location NHTI in Concord, where about an hour from now we will tip off with six games here. Coaches for a Cause, fourth annual preseason basketball jamboree put on by NHSportsPage.com to help support New Horizons for New Hampshire, the soup kitchen, food pantry, homeless shelters in downtown Manchester. Six games, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I don't know if I got six backs in there. But you got Spalding and Pelham in the first game at 12 noon. Londonderry, Hollis, Brookline in the second game at 1.30. Third game is Merrimack against Manchester West at 3. Then you got Portsmouth and New Mission out of Boston, Massachusetts at 4.30. And then Winnicunit against Lebanon at 6. And then you got Bedford against Kearsarge at 7.30. Pete Terrier along with Dave Haley. Mikey Martineau here who... He, Game gained fame at Manchester Central High School. 
was the all-time leading scorer at Manchester Central, right? Yeah. You the Little Green's all-time leading scorer? That would be Tyler Loach. No, yeah. no, not you? Not me. But you do have two career points, correct? Yep, yep two career points. And now uh, two, two at points, NHTI. Two points in like ten seconds. That's an unbelievable usage rate. Yeah, Mike. That I mean, was two minutes, by the way. Two minutes. Well, see, your usage rate just went down, but that's still a point a minute. So you're now, Mike, in your second year at NHTI, correct? No, this is my fourth year Your here. fourth year. Okay, well, that shows how old we're getting because, you know, we forget how long you've been out of high school. But 